Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. What's up, dum-dums? Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As sports keeps coming back, so does your chance to bet on them. With our exclusive wagering partner, BetOnline AG, baseball's back in full swing and there are no shortages of ways to get in the action. BetOnline has all the odds, futures, and props. You'll be a betting son of a bitch. Also tune in as Floyd Money Mayweather joins the Bet Online team in a new segment called The Ice is Right, where he talks about his expansive jewelry collection. My goodness, he'll give you the chance to win some great prizes and bet on all the costs of his bling. Brendan, I didn't know jewelry betting was missing from my life. Yeah. I now know. Now you know. Visit Bet Online AG today to check out all the odds. Don't forget to sign up and take advantage of all the welcome back to sports bonuses. Bet online, your online wagering experts. Gonna throw it. Slam. This bugs for you, Mizzou. Johnson, and he's gone. Touchdown, Missouri. You don't get no better than that, man. Tigers trying to turn up the tempo on second and five with a 40. Bryant with the time. The pass. It is And a touchdown. Hand off to Roundtree running left. It's 35 to the 40. Left sideline around the man. This is the Mazad Cast. Howdy, Tiger fans, and welcome to the Mazad Cast. I'm your host, Brennan Anthony. Joining me, as always, is Carol Baskins, Dancing with the Stars superfan, Colin Anthony. What's up, dum-dums? Not joining us tonight is uh, Caleb Bungard, who is doing whatever it is he does these days. I don't know. <laughs> it's tough to find the guy. Uh, and, and on a serious note, prayers for Caleb. I think what we haven't told you is Caleb developed a pretty scary addiction. Mm-hmm. to uh, fentanyl and barely legal vintage pornography. Mm-hmm. It keeps him pretty busy. Yes, very busy. We've always known he's liked the old stuff. Sure. He's called himself a bit of a shrub man, and I didn't know <laughs> what that meant at first. No. But no. Uh, apparently it's uh, yeah. it's something in his community that was very common, and, yeah. but uh, yeah. we don't want to get into that. Sure. I guess we're going to come to you with a podcast tonight because... It's, uh, it's game week. It's football. SEC football is coming. Football is going to happen, or so we were told. Weirdly, a lot of football's been going on for two weeks mm-hmm. in the college football realm, yep. but uh, the SEC decided to get rid of its uh, non-con schedule, as we all know, and go to an all-conference schedule, and then uh, cram one way up the Tigers' butt by giving us Alabama and LSU, who we will see very early, Alabama, yep. this weekend. And uh, I saw this morning, 
Missouri was a 21.5 point underdog. And as we're recording now, I now see that uh, we're a 27 point underdog. A lot of money. A lot of money was moving to that line, and apparently they were yeah, like, "Hey, like, like the, that, oh, actually. they're going to they're going to beat they're going to beat uh, Mizzou by way more than that." I'll take that money. <laughs> Three touchdowns. That's easy. Yeah, yeah. Colin and I were talking about this early this morning about you know what do you do? Do you like those kind of numbers? I know Caleb a lot of times when he comes to us with his picks, he likes those big lines, and they scare me. And I told Colin the reason why the big lines scare me is not that Alabama isn't capable, easily capable of beating Missouri by four touchdowns, but when they go into garbage minute time and they take out their first team and Missouri takes out its first team, who knows what could happen? You know, garbage minutes are garbage minutes, and so they scare me, those minutes. But apparently they didn't scare a lot of people. Uh, because I certainly people like those big lines better for college, honestly, because you never see those big lines in professional sports because you just never know. The fucking Browns may jump up and bite you. You know, the, you watch for Chiefs fans, they watch the uh, – Chargers and a rookie quarterback give the Chiefs all they wanted for four quarters and part of an overtime. And so that happens on a regular basis, I feel like, in professional sports. But in college sports, I feel like the teams that are supposed to get drummed very typically get drummed. I mean, once in a blue moon, you'll have somebody sneak up. But very, unless they're playing Tennessee, it's almost never happens. Well, and another reason I would be reluctant to bet on a Missouri game right now, besides the fact that it's the oddest season in the history of college football and that they haven't had the normal number of practices that they have and that we've got a new head coach and, and, a, quarterback. New, and a new quarterback and a new offensive scheme and we're playing Alabama but we don't know who the quarterback is going to be mm-hmm. for certainty. And we know that there are 12 players sitting out for either with COVID or with COVID quarantine. And we don't know who those players are. No, it could be and Nick Bolton. You know what <laughs> I mean? We have no idea. There's so much. that, we, And granted, they're keeping a lot of that secret because we don't, as we mentioned on our last show, we don't have a lot of advantages over Alabama. But maybe element of surprise, if we can get it, we'll take it. So we know very little about this team. And we know very little about who. Who's going to be on the field? I think we're geographically at a disadvantage from the standpoint of I believe that, you know, Alabama could have 30 people with COVID and they would still play them and not tell you. You know what I mean? Like, so we're, you know, we're quarantining 12 players. We, you know, we we may be playing a a, a giant team of COVID-19 and we'll never know. I hope that doesn't happen. (laughs) I'm just saying that I, given Alabama and Nick Saban, I would, I guess, you know, if, if their best player gets COVID-19, guess who's playing on Saturday? And nobody's telling. You know what I mean? Like, Nick Bolton may not play for us because he's got COVID-19, perhaps. What you're saying is that uh, Nick Saban, as well as being a good coach, is that he has no moral compass no, or, none or soul. No, no, he is. He, he's a vapid, feckless piece of human shit. Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> I bet a, a winning piece of shit, Brennan. I'll bet on a, that. A very successful, vapid, feckless piece of human shit. Sure. I'm winning. <laughs> Winner, you know. <laughs> Colin's saying he'd like to have him as his head coach. I would. Yeah. I would take his, let's say, moral peccadillos <laughs> yeah, to have some national championship trophies. Maybe that's why Alabama wins national championships, because during a pandemic, they will sacrifice their health and yours sure. to win. A deal with the devil is part of the equation. <laughs> that's right. For this Alabama Faustian football. bargain will get you some <laughs> national championships. So it's going to be really weird. Uh, Missouri is going to allow fans in the stands, I think, at quarter capacity of what mm-hmm. is normal. I don't yeah. think there's tailgating allowed in the normal way. I actually don't even know about that for sure. Uh, would be surprised if there is i should know that but i don't how are you going to stop college kids from uh, swapping bodily fluids that's just i feel like this is just an impossibility well that's a, that's the national question right now yeah, and it has right. been since august but uh, at this point 
we've seen NFL is in their second week. College football from the Big 12, the ACC, a lot of conferences has been going on for two weeks. Some with some fans. I thought Clemson had a very strange way of putting their fans in the stands. I don't know if you saw the image where they essentially had these big gaps vertically down the benches because apparently COVID can't travel horizontally. I didn't know that. that. That's probably in those new CDC well, guidelines. Well, Clemson has some special health professionals in their football department. <laughs> sure. Crack the code on that. Oh, so that's nice. As long as you guys stand in a vertical line, you're safe. Oh, good. If you're in Clemson, South Carolina. But anyway, all that being said, we're going to play football. It looks yeah. like unless we don't hit a certain number of active scholarship players, but I think we there's been no talk that we're getting close to that. We're going to play football. The season's going to start, and... I guess we're going to have a lot of answers soon because well, and and with even with our twelve or half dozen players or whatever in quarantine or positives or what have you, that you were still several days away. That story came out several days from now. I mean, so conceivably, some of those players will be back. Hopefully, no. I think they're past the point where they're oh, they're, they're in the so quarantine. we're out. Those twelve guys are out. Twelve guys are out, and That's possibly right. more. Oh, but boy. ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be Continued at scs.georgetown.com. Dot edu slash podcast. We also don't know if Alabama's, like you said, if Alabama is going to. Well, honestly, I'm saying that half tongue in cheek. I'm sure somebody's paying attention to Alabama and not letting well, kids right. get COVID, but we don't know. I we don't know, and but I, the simple truth is, is that I also believe that Nick Saban could would he slide through a quarterback who's very important to winning a football game, even against Mizzou. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I don't have much doubt about that. A lot of people will ask me, do I think Nick Saban sheds his skin to grow? (laughs) Well, let me just ask you this, and and I I don't want to go, I don't want this to sound political, but think about the the two ends of the spectrum of like, I'm taking COVID super serious, I don't leave my house, I wear my mask, and then the, I'm no sheep, I'll never wear a mask, I'm going to lick every doorknob in the most American fashion I can. Mm -hmm, Like an eagle would. (laughs) Yeah, these are the two opposite ends of the spectrum. Right. Which op end of that spectrum do you believe Ed Ogeron to be on? <laughs> and this that's my point. I'm, I'm not trying to be I will insul- say this. I mean to insulting to a point, but I mean like do you think do you think LSU is is going to take it as serious as maybe say Mizzou is? Probably not. I'm not I'm not making a a judgment call on I think you could get Ed Ogeron on either side of that spectrum <laughs> if you threw in a little fried shrimp with some hot sauce. Well, my point is is like, I'm not making a I'm not making a judgment on either one of those spectrums. You can, good or bad. I think we know what you're saying about the SEC and where it falls on the political spectrum. No, and I'm trying to be nice about it. I'm not saying it's a bad way to be, but it is the way they are. And so I feel like that Mizzou is probably 
you know, in a position where they may take us a little more seriously than some of the other teams in the SEC, and as a result, may tie one hand behind their back more mm-hmm. so than another team might be willing to. Well, it does get me to a point that I wanted to bring up with you, Colin, because we don't know what we're going to see. We don't know how we're going to handle things versus other teams. But one thing we do know is we have a brand new head coach, and at Mizzou, if you're a brand new head coach in your first year, even under a normal year, you're going to get, I guess, a bit of a pass, no matter how the season goes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We're going to, you're going to get a season or two to get your feet wet, no more so than this year. And he's got a really, really, really tough schedule oh, and fuck. a really weird situation. If the season goes well, you can only take positive. It's things not hard. It's not hard to take things from this season. It's not hard at all. It, it's. You, you see positive things that you see progression. That was what's so disappointing about same, like the Kim Anderson era. It was just this, this, this same stagnant ball of shit from start to finish. You never saw progression. You never saw them improve. You never saw the recruiting getting any better. There was never a sign of fucking life. And Barry Odom was somewhat guilty of that. Not nearly as much as Kim Anderson, but there's very few signs of of anything positive that you could grab hold of with both hands and say this is in, this is 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 better than it was. You know, with Barry Odom, the defense was really good and he made it worse. Uh, the offense was good at times, but he hired bad you know, offensive coordinators. Like, it never got any better. There was just some better talent on the football mm-hmm. roster than there was the basketball roster. But at and the I end think of the, the day, th- there was just not much to hold on to. No, and I mean, he. I feel like Barry Odom, during his tenure, he spiraled down the Cam Anderson path, but he would have, like, he had the game against Florida, and I think maybe it was 2018, mm-hmm. that really almost saved his job. And the year before that, when he burned um, the playbook in the trash can mm-hmm. after – a bad loss. He had he ran off a string of wins against bad teams mm-hmm. and saved his job. But it was always It'd be nice sort to have of somebody like, who's not constantly having to save their job. <laughs> I think that's what I'm getting at. It would be nice to see movement slowly in a positive direction. I don't need we don't need it here in Mizzou to be overnight successes. And surely it's not going to be when we play two of the top three teams in the country in the first three weeks. But the number is three. That's the number Vegas gives us. Mm-hmm. So, we can win three games, and I can be really good about our season. Do you know what I mean? Like, if I we win three things, games, I'm not going to feel really good about our well, season. Well, that's true. But you can see things within that Yeah, that would give you hope. I've kind of looked at this season and thought, it's almost only positives for Drinkwitz. You know, we've talked about how you can just, Caleb has said, you know, like, throw everything you've got into this season because there is absolutely nothing to lose. Everybody, like, we're talking about three games being the bar. And granted, it's only a 10-game season, and we don't have any cupcakes on the schedule who are outside of our conference. But that's a low, low bar. It is. And if we can win four games, we're going to come out of here feeling good because we're going to have taken a win from somebody. And God forbid we get five wins, which is not out of the realm of possibilities. My pie-in-the-sky Mizzou fan hat Mm -hmm. on, I think we win five games. I can see us beating Tennessee, despite everybody telling us Tennessee is back. Because I don't know about you, Colin, but I feel like I've heard that before. And I can see us beating uh, South Carolina. That means we beat Vanderbilt. That means we beat Kentucky. That means... Mississippi State. That means we beat Arkansas. Tennessee, South Carolina, Mississippi State, Arkansas, Kentucky. There's five winnable games on that schedule. If we win five games, I'll, I will tell you that Drankowitz is a good hire. Yeah, well, yeah. I feel like Barry Odom took it. Last year we had a schedule. It was very easy. Uh, he shit the bed last year. That was a nine-win season and easily. And all the defenses of Barry Odom, I just thought, Stirk alluded to it when he basically in a statement, like, hey, we had the world on a string, and we just fucking let it slip away. But a great schedule. We had a good quarterback, theoretically, at the time, we thought. And we had a, an experienced team, and we were going to have some success. And We lost opportunities. Yeah, we just, we just fucking squandered it. You know? Yeah. So if we can pull out wins that we're not supposed to, and just, I mean, God, 
is it too much to ask that we do beat the spread against an Alabama or an LSU? Maybe like that's a goal. <laughs> well, I, I mean, listen, you, if, it, if, the, if the spread is 28 and a half, I'll tell you, well, not so much 28 and a half. If the spread is 21 and a half and we beat that spread, I'll be happy. Yeah. So like I said, uh, 27 is what I most recently saw. And I know this, you know, 28, some Vegas odds makers have at 27, wherever it sits, but it's basically a four touchdown game. The question I guess I have for this weekend, because it is game day and we can talk about the game coming up. What do you take away from it? What do you want to see? Do you want to see us simply beat the spread? Do you want to see a quarterback look good under center? Do you want to see us just not get injured too much? Like, what do you hope for out of this game where we're almost certain to lose? That's a good question. I mean, because really, truthfully, Mm-hmm. Our our only real goal, I feel like this week. I mean, people are should I shouldn't be this way, but should be not get injured. You know, yeah, I mean? like yeah. this game is sort of we got twelve people already conceivably gone, maybe more. Uh, it's Alabama. It's the beginning of the season. The last thing you want to do is get one of your best players hurt mm-hmm. in this game because it's not realistic to win this game. It's just not. So how much are you going to throw at it? You know what I mean? How much did the, how much do you want to risk to try and stay competitive? in a game that you're probably just not going to win. Well, and how much of the playbook do you throw at it? Yeah. You know, I mean, because you've got a lot of schedule left, and do you want to show everybody your tits? I remember thinking that uh, against uh, Wyoming, that was like one of the talking points was, well, they just took this very vanilla game plan into mm-hmm. Wyoming because they didn't want to give too much away because they had more important stuff down the road, and it just turned out that they just had a very vanilla playbook. It, was just, mm-hmm. it never got better than Wyoming. It wasn't holding anything back. We just had a fucking terrible, boring, piece-of-shit playbook. Mm-hmm. But at the time... That was sort of the thinking, like, oh, we were just too vanilla, and we just didn't have anything to go to. I believe it more against Alabama. Like, how much do you really want to show Alabama? Because what you don't want to, you don't want to give away something. I mean, if you get into a tight game, if some conceivable way you're actually competitive in this game, and it's the fourth quarter, and you've got the ball, it's tied. You can open the playbook and do some shit that you weren't planning on doing. But ultimately, if you've got some stuff, some special stuff, save it for South Carolina. You know, fuck. Save yeah. it for a game you actually might win. See it? I'd like to see it against Tennessee in week two. Yeah, know? that's right. Don't give Tennessee, give, don't give anything away that you could bludgeon with Tennessee with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. I, I'll say we're going to do something unusual since games are starting now and we're a little later than normal. We're going to have, I think, three games this week. We're going to do, we're obviously recording tonight. This is Monday night. We're going to do a, a typical midweek show that we do during the season where we're going to have a few guests. I know Chris Dorian's going to join us and talk about uh, basically the gauntlet that we're going to be subjected to with Alabama and LSU in the first three weeks of the season. And uh, yeah, I'll look forward to that. Just sundry others. I just don't. I don't know much about what the SEC is going to be this year. So it's it's it'll be nice to hear that one of the national guys who's paying attention to all teams give us sort of a how vicious is this um, football season going to be? I mean, is are we? Yeah, is I, it are we a drunken stepfather? Is it uh, like a murderous a serial killer? Is it prison rape? I mean, I want some analogy to how violent and painful and uh, sweat and urine soaked. Uh, blood soaked too. Let's not leave that out. This yeah, season's be plenty be, of blood. Yeah, there's gonna be lots of blood soaked, uh, nightmarish uh, mm-hmm. football for Mizzou. I'm afraid, and it's it'll be nice to know. I'm uh, ask Chris Dorian to sort of scale it like that. Too. Mm-hmm. Like, be sure prison rape. Prison rape. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is it gonna be like prison rape? I mean, how much anal tissue tearing do you do you anticipate for our football season? Yeah, I'll be sure to. to I'm writing that down now. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why uh, you do the interviews, Brent. <laughs> the thing that I think could be good if I'm trying to find happy things about mm-hmm. the schedule is that we are getting, obviously, the two most challenging games. Arguably, I guess, Georgia's going to be very hard as well. Mm-hmm. 
out of the way early. We are going to be, there's going to be trial by fire. Yeah. We are not going to, I don't think there's going to be any game that we're going to overlook. There's not going to be any game that we're going to go into scared mm-hmm. because we've placed Alabama and LSU. Like, we're certainly not going to go into South Carolina no. scared. Yeah, no, we've played LSU. We'll have played, uh, that's, if there's a silver line to this, I think you've hit it and said you're definitely going to have run the gauntlet uh, by we the time you have- get to the, to the east, you know. I haven't seen the the I guess the schedule rankings and I, maybe they don't exist because the Big Ten just twenty minutes ago decided they were going to mm-hmm. play football again. Yeah, but I'd like to know where Missouri's schedule ranks amongst all of college football, not mm-hmm. just the SEC, yeah. but all of college football because it has to be one of the most difficult. I wouldn't be surprised if it's in the top five, much less yeah. top ten yeah. most challenging schedules this year. Yeah, so. Yeah, I'll be interested in what Chris Dorn has to say if he uses the word episiotomy at any point. Mm-hmm, um, sure. So, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's good. Yeah, you're right. He's got a lot of words in his mouth. <laughs> I, you know, I hope I, I would like to see that. And it's, it, that, those will be coming too. I'm sure uh-huh. now that we've decided that you know, another conference has decided, you know, we're going to play football all of a sudden. Yeah. But, uh, you know, that conference, I mean, I'm sure Nebraska thinks they're going to be, uh, you know, top five, but I'm, they're like their version of Tennessee. You know, this sort of delusional fan base. Oh, and, the, I and, think and Tennessee like, and Nebraska are the perfect analogs to yeah, each other. Yeah. They're, yeah, just past success, complete delusion now. Mm-hmm. Their position in the football universe or their own conference is completely out of whack with reality. All that's true. I didn't know much about Scott Frost when he got that job, other than that, I know that was the guy they were chasing. He had a, a, a just a wonderful shine on him, according to everybody in Nebraska. But he's a crazy person. Yeah. Like that is what I've discovered since he's taken over at Nebraska. He's a crazy person. I'm sure he's and hasn't driven. proven himself to be a particularly good football coach. <laughs> no, and I'm sure he's driven not only the Big Ten officials crazy, but his own administrators in oh. Nebraska. He said things. I mean, ultimately they are playing football, but not because of anything Scott Frost. Scott, has Scott done. Frost is a fucking crazy person. Yeah. And you know who uh, his another analog to him is uh, fucking Harbaugh at Michigan. That guy's a fucking cuckoo person too. Oh he's yeah, a nut, he's a nut job and. The last name Harbaugh is the only reason he still has a job at Michigan. Sanity is not a requirement for a head football oh, coach, fuck. and that's long established. Yeah, yeah, no, they're they're all nuts and they're all disappointing, really. I mean, yeah. I, I tell you what, we talk a lot about Kansas being a team that we'd like to play in basketball or football again, even though they mm-hmm. think that's crazy because we left the conference and they don't know the teams outside of the same conference can still play each other. I'd really like to play Nebraska again. Oh, because I would even too. though we have not been too hot the last five years or so, they've been on a par with us. Yeah, I, I mean, I think we're as, every bit as good a program as them. Yeah, so fuck them. Yeah, and I and I like the idea that now that uh, Drinkwitz is going to run into Nebraska and these other midwestern states and try to compete for recruits too, because you're going to be like, they're going to be like, well, don't go to Missouri, come to Nebraska and be a black shirt. Did you know that we won a national championship two decades ago? And Drinkwitz can be like, hey, or you can play in the SEC today, which mm-hmm. is relevant today. Yeah. Or you can play for a program that's selling you something from two decades ago that was relevant. Mm-hmm. Or you can play in something relevant today. Because I like that. I mean, that's an easier sell. Sure. I fuck the corn cobs. <laughs> All right. Let's. Uh, let's... <laughs> Their mascot's a corn husker. Yeah, it's it's a really lame mascot. And yeah. let's not forget, a lot of people don't know this. Their mascot before that was bug eaters. That's not a lie. <laughs> they were the bug eaters. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, they're a terrible school, a terrible state, and a terrible program. And before program. that, few people know, Brennan, they were the mustachioed women. Well, and a lot of them still are. 
<laughs> but they're not their formal mascot. No. But yes, they do have no. heavy peach fuzz on their upper lip. Yeah, sure. A lot of those women do yeah. in Nebraska. It was uh, unfortunate they chose that. And you know, cooler heads prevailed eventually. Obviously, sure. society progresses, and you can't well, have they, mustached women as your. They as had your, a meeting, <laughs> and they said, "What's the coolest, hippest, hottest thing that the kids are really going to want to drive us to this school?" And they said, "How about husk and corn?" No, 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 Brennan. You're you're skipping a whole generation there because I'm saying the first name was oh. the mustached women or mustachioed women. Sure. And then the next name was bug eaters. Right. And so they moved. They made moved to bug eaters, and yeah. then they moved to corn There are. It's an interesting process. <laughs> What's their next name going to be? <laughs> Time will tell. Time will tell. We do need to get to our first break, though, Colin. Uh, the Atari Aces. <laughs> they're always I mean, hot. They're always timely. You know. Hip what I mean? hip hip. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Galaga. Yeah. Is that right? I think so. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go. We we said we'd had a break. We're going to do it. All right, come back. Mormon's Oddcast. We got Kansas news for you. Ready to elevate your home? Picture this. Central heating, a cozy fireplace, or your dream walk-in closet. Build a backyard oasis. Go green with solar panels or start a business. It's all possible with Figure's home equity line of credit. Unlock up to $400,000. Apply online in five minutes. Funding in as little as five days. Head to figure.com and transform your home. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Hey guys, we have a new sponsor. Who is it? Well, they're called Manscaped. And oh, I know I know this product. Yeah, they sent us some stuff, didn't they? Yeah, we shaved our sweet salty balls with them. I'll tell you what, they have good stuff. I shaved and I found a tattoo I forgot I even had. <laughs> They're the number one men's below-the-belt grooming company in America. My balls are so soft. (laughs) (laughs) Who's the governing body who decides this, by the way? I don't know, but I I believe what they're telling me. Manscaped has redesigned its electric trimmer. It's called the Lawnmower 2, and it has proprietary skin-safe technology, so the trimmer won't nick or snag your nuts. It's a zero-turn mower. It gets the job done. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's scrote-safe. That's guaranteed. But I can't tell you how many lacerations my ball sack used to have before we got Manscaped. Well, you shouldn't have been using that bullwhip, Colin. (laughs) Manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past. In my defense, it was a rusty lawnmower blade. But either way, I don't have to worry about that anymore. Don't use the same trimmer on your face as you use on your balls. That's day one stuff. Act now and you can get 20% off and free shipping. Just use the code armchair at manscaped.com. Always use the right tools for the right job. Your balls will thank you. all the way from Melbourne, Australia. It's the Foss Fiends. The song is called Watershed. It's off their second album called Finally a Friendly Shore. You can find them on Twitter at FossFiends underscore AU, and I'll let you figure out how to spell it. Send your music into the podcast at gmail.com, and we'll put it on just like we do for the Foss Fiends. We mentioned we got Kansas News heading up next, and then uh, for the first time, Colin, in a long time, a welcome return 
SEC around the horn, which means we are going to welcome back an old friend in the Paul Feinbot. It's been way too long. Way too long. So uh, let's get started. It's time for Kansas News. Well, I always heard there were three kinds of suns in Kansas. Sunshine, sunflowers, sons of bitches. This is Kansas News. First story for today, Kansas man shot during reenactment at Old Cowtown Museum. <laughs> sounds right. I have yeah. not read this yeah. article. I, I just read the headline and I yeah. thought, good enough. Good enough. That's, That's what the right. fans and that the listeners exactly need right. to hear. A Kansas museum holding a roaring 20s party that included a reenactment titled Coppers Raiding the Bootleggers got a heavy dose of reality when one of the performers fired a real bullet instead of a blank, striking another ensemble member. Wichita police said the 24-year-old man shot at the old Cowtown Museum suffered a serious injury but was expected to survive. This is definitely a unique situation, one that's a first for me, said Lieutenant Chris Marceau. When officers arrived, it was kind of a little bit chaotic because a large amount of people were involved in the reenactment. This does remind me, Colin, of a Kansas news story long ago where we talked about, I don't even know, this may predate Caleb, where there was a Halloween haunted house. Oh, someone like died, and so, they just left the body there for all night because everybody just thought it was part of the part of the Halloween festivities. Yeah, festivities, yeah. yeah. like look, that's really good. You know, yeah, I think, I think that was pre Caleb, but yeah. It, so anyway, a guy was shot during this reenactment, and I wonder how many people was. just went on with it like it was yeah, normal. I mean, they're gunfire. Everybody's firing blanks. <laughs> you know. The guys screaming, bleeding. They're like, "Wow, that guy's a really good actor." They've really put a lot of effort. Yeah, into look this at that guy. He's done a really good job. Look how look at that blood spurting out of his chest. Like, man, how does he do that? <laughs> well, if there's one thing that says Roaring Twenties, it's a sucking chest wound from a gun. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, Brennan. How did a real bullet get in, into I this? I mean, what's the story here? There's a lot that's left to the imagination. Yeah, bad journalism is what I call this. Yeah, there's a lot of that in Kansas as well as bad everything else. <laughs> yeah, agreed. But, but yeah, so uh, that's not how the party was supposed to no. go down. And I'll tell you this, the guy's not going to get his deposit back on his costume. Nope. When he takes back his dapper tuxedo from the Great Gatsby era, mm-hmm. they're going to you know have a few questions with the blood-soaked fucking <laughs> yeah. hole yeah, in the middle sure. of it. Yeah, sorry, man. I know it's a bad day already for you. Yeah. Worst news. Kiss nope. that deposit goodbye. Second story of the day, Kansas man posts a 5.30 mile while running backwards. Well, that's honestly impressive because I've ran a mile, and that's uh, probably better than I could honestly do at this point in my you, life. You've easily. ran a mile? Sure. Congratulations. It's only a feat that everyone in the world has accomplished. Well, I just, I'm saying I've run a mile, and 5.30 going backwards is... Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. Yeah. Except there, it does beg the question, why? 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 You know, why? Why did they cover it? Well, Aaron Yoder is his real name. (laughs) Oh, is it Yoder? He smashed his own record, so he's done Mm -hmm. this before, Yeah, um, by going more than 20 seconds faster than his September 4th record. Why he does it, still still up in the air. What is his name? Aaron Yoder? Yoder. Did it say whether he uh, (laughs) went home in his horse and buggy? (laughs) (laughs) His wife, Beatrice Yoder, literally kids Hezekiah and Jebediah. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> We're yeah. very proud of their father. They will literally travel in anything but a car. <laughs> yeah. They'll even Apparently. run backwards. <laughs> Running a sub-six-minute mile is a tall order for many runners. It requires good pacing, endurance, strength, and speed. Aaron Yoder from Kansas possesses all of these attributes, and he puts them to use in a recent run in the virtual 
NYRR 5th Avenue Mile, which he finished in an impressive 5 minutes and 30 seconds. Oh, one other thing. He completed the entire race while running backwards. That's right. Running a mile all out wasn't hard enough for Yoder, so he decided to crank up the difficulty for no reason whatsoever (laughs) by blindly running in reverse at an average pace of 3 minutes and 25 seconds per kilometer. His 5.30 result is a new world record, probably because no one else is trying. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like a... Just almost any athlete could probably beat that. Should they just decide to try? Yeah, but they won't because it's obviously the stupidest thing one could do. Uh, the curious art of retro running. So this stupid thing now has a name. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, Yoder isn't new to backwards running, which is also known by, as retro running by uh, those in the know. Mm-hmm. In 2015, he ran a mile world record in 5 minutes, 54 seconds. Sounds and- like a great way to crack the back of your skull wide open. <laughs> Those looking for new ways to crack their skull. Here you go. uh, You know what? Doctors need more of traumatic brain injuries. Mm -hmm. I'm so glad that retro running is catching on in the state of Kansas. In 2019, he lost the record to uh, another competitor Mm. who runs backwards, Brendan Kelly, who is a competitor on the popular fitness show American Ninja Warrior. Some may dispute calling it popular. That might be a stretch. Uh, He ran a 5.53. Yoder didn't let Kelly hold on to the record long, though, and he eventually lowered it once again to 5.51. All right, we don't need the entire history of Yoder's (laughs) backwards fucking marathon. (laughs) Um, As can be seen in his video run, he chose to contest his own record in a long, flat stretch of road, which is... All Kansas has. Yeah. <laughs> I doubt it's paved as well. Yeah. What is he going to go to? He's not running hills, yeah, right? He's going to leave the state to do anything but. <laughs> uh, which would be perfect for any type of running, but especially for backwards one. I feel like this story, we're going to have a follow-up next year reading Kansas mm-hmm. News when we find out the uh, backwards world record holder tripped and cracked his skull wide open is now dead. <laughs> he died doing what he loved. Falling to his death. Rolling, running backwards. <laughs> and, uh, Convulsing with foam coming from his mouth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's uh, a shame that his children had to see it. This part's going to come as a shock to you, Colin. It says here that uh, turns and corners can be challenging oh, when boy. running backwards. Mm. What about stairs? <laughs> I wonder if you could sell some sort of like telescopic, kaleidoscopic kind of thing. Like sort of like a rear A periscope yeah. like subways have. Or, or, hear me out. Turn around. Turn around. <laughs> And run forward. <laughs> now you're talking crazy. Yeah. So Kansas Scott ran backwards. This is good stuff, folks. It's just, I mean, it's top. It's news. I want to tell you, some people will occasionally come at us on social media and say, hey, why are you talking about Kansas? Kansas fuck Kansas. You know, I don't mm-hmm. care about Kansas. We haven't played them in years. They're mm-hmm. not a rival anymore. Sure. No, they're a rival. But keep in mind that they're... The state of Kansas didn't cease to be when we stopped being in the Big 12. They're they can still, still there, be awful, and they're still terrible people. Yeah. And if we don't talk about what's happening, which is not necessarily just the University of Kansas Jayhawks, we're talking about the entire state of Kansas. It's an awful place. We got to keep. All they got to do is cross a very simple border, and they're in within our walls. Yeah, I'm, you know, listen. I don't want to get political again, Brennan, but build the wall. Only build it on the western border of Missouri. I think we've established this is the right wall to be building at this time. I mean, if the funds are limited, put them on the Missouri-Kansas border. Fuck yes. Final Kansas news story for the day. A Kansas man sentenced for selling misbranded erectile dysfunction drugs in three states. Uh, Brennan, you know what? This uh, brings up a sore subject for me because mm. I've Let's hear I've it. reached an age where I've had to stop taking erection softeners. <laughs> I mean, that's how old I've gotten. I mean, they're yeah, still... Powerfully hard, but I've had to take uh, stop taking softeners. Well, it's I mean, brave of you to admit that, Colin. <laughs> well, it takes a big man. Yeah, but I'm uh, a big know. hard man. <laughs> 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 no. 
Exactly. Yeah. So a 60-year-old Overland Park man was sentenced Monday to two years probation for importing and selling misbranded pharmaceutical-grade erectile dysfunction drugs, according to the U.S. Attorney's Office. Rick Shepard pleaded guilty to one count of conspiracy to import misbranded drugs. In his plea, he admitted he was doing business with Epic Products when he sold the product called Euphoric to adult novelty stores in Kansas, Missouri, and Colorado. This is exactly what we're talking about. Build the wall. These Kansans can come in here and And sell their dirty, dirty boner pills. (laughs) I'm shocked it wasn't just a a popsicle stick with some Baylor twine stuffed inside (laughs) of a fucking pill bottle. Yeah. (laughs) Cram it in. Poke it in. I'm sure it was just it was just literally uh, wood shavings like particle board ground up into like the little caplets. Mm-hmm. Like get your get your boners here, folks. <laughs> Why do these boner pills have Fred Flintstone on them? <laughs> he marketed Euphoric as an all natural herbal supplement for male enhancement. I, the the first sentence should have thrown should have told everybody to run the other direction. There's no such thing as all natural herbal anything ever. <laughs> there isn't. It doesn't exist. It's the closest thing to. Herbal, all natural remedies you're going to find is marijuana. End of list. <laughs> so put your essential oils. Tell your wife to throw out the essential oils. Mm-hmm. Please and, tell her to do that and, now. Uh, and uh, she can't throw it out because she's selling it, Colin. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, just just stop and, and, and buy her a big fat stinky sack of weed. We live in a world where people will buy stuff infused with copper. And uh, herbal, natural supplements for your dong. It's just like, let science do it. Science knows how to make your dong hard. It really does, Brendan. (laughs) It's all they've been working on 24-7. You know, the the medical community said, we really need a cure for cancer and AIDS. This is something that's plaguing our society. And the pharmaceutical companies looked at the uh, profit margins and said, we got you a boner pill. If you ever needed proof that the... um, pharmaceutical industry is run by old rich white guys it's like forget cancer you gotta get this dong hard yeah and they did you know what i mean there's no hill that there's no hill that american science can't climb yeah, no hills for a high stepper <laughs> some old white guy warren buffett was sitting there going hey i've got a pile of 22 year old babes who want to uh, mm-hmm. i have money my, now chomp my dong and uh my dong is soft. It's yeah, a I flaccid, mean, think of their plight, dong. Colin. At one point, he didn't have money, but he had a hard dong. <laughs> yeah, you know, and now he has money, but a soft dong. And he said, "I'm not having that." Twenty-two mm-hmm. year olds existed the entire time. <laughs> yeah, which is, I mean, so he suffered. Mm-hmm. You know, he suffered. Okay, Colin, we got one last story. I said it was our final one, but there's a better one that we do need to talk about. Not really even news. It's more old because it happened about a week ago, but we did not cover it because uh, we didn't do the Kansas news. University of Kansas played a team called oh, did they? Coastal Carolina sure. a while back. And Tyler Thigpen once played for Coastal Carolina. Well, there's a little fact. Former, former Chiefs quarterback. Coastal Carolina, not a big program. I think they're from the Sun Belt. They beat Kansas last year, though, as embarrassing as that is. Yeah, but surely they can't do it two in a row, can they? Well, Brennan, I mean, especially after losing last year, I'm sure that they they wanted to make sure they put Coastal Carolina on record as letting them know that was a fluke. Yeah, put them in their place, Kansas. But they didn't. They actually lost 38-23. to With less miles? The Mad Hatter who eats grass. It oh. wasn't just that they lost 38 to 23. It was a bloodbath. I mean, mm-hmm. the, I think it, it would down three, four touchdowns at the half. This was a laugher. Mm-hmm. Kansas got drubbed 
by Coastal Carolina, and I watched all of it. I have to say, it was I think it was opening week of college football, so I was already jacked to watch football. Is it was on football like football unsalvageable? It, Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, I know that it's unsalvageable. Listen, Les Miles has lost his fastball. I have no doubt. You know, mm-hmm. and the Mad Hatter was not a was not a compliment of a nickname. Do you no. know what I mean? Like he made terrible coaching decisions during in games, and oftentimes his LSU talent would overcome them but at the end mm-hmm. of the day he got the he got the fucking name for making stupid decisions right and, and he'd lost his fastball no doubt and now he goes to kansas and they're terrible but is there a coach does nick saban go to kansas and succeed does who goes to kansas <sighs> and succeed? is it possible anymore well i mean it's almost it's such a ridiculous hypothetical to even suggest like a nick saban because it's so it just wouldn't happen mm-hmm. but the it, fact it, that les miles went there is all you need to know about where les <laughs> miles was viewed as a coach it, yeah i mean it is where coaches go to die we've seen mm-hmm. that in the past but Charlie it, wise yeah but it also speaks to the job that uh fatso mangino did yeah really you know, or as i like to call him the son from the teletubby show you <laughs> yeah. know what i mean and i mean he took that team to an orange bowl they shouldn't have been in yeah. Let's, yeah, he's I'm a gelatinous to... blob of shit but mm-hmm. a gelatinous blob of shit that can coach. That's right. He is a amorphous blob that takes the shape of whatever container you put him in. <laughs> yeah. But he's, he's like an octopus put in a jar. Yeah. He just he, he's like a jellyfish without the tentacles, but one that can coach. Yeah. And the thing about him is, like, what happened to him? I mean, you would think taking the University of Kansas... He was to being mean to players or something. Oh, my, little you know, Mike Leach made like that his... Bread and butter. I yeah. mean, he's now the head coach at Mississippi State, and he, uh, you know, he liked to put guys in outhouses for no reason. I, I think it speaks to a bias against fat people. I mean, how can you have this much success at Kansas and not be head coaching anywhere else? Last time I heard, he was like, he was like eating sandwiches on the sideline mm-hmm. for like uh, like Iowa State or something. Have you looked at head football coaches lately? I can't imagine that being overweight is a real obstacle. Yeah, but he was. I mean, good lord, he was super overweight. He must have been just an insufferable dick, though. You're right. There must be more to this story. You know, like yeah. he was a no, he was a fat, gelatinous blob of shit. Stinking fat, <laughs> nasty, cocksucker, sweating pig. Jesus, pig of a man. Yeah. On top of that, he was just not terribly likable, apparently. Yeah, grotesque. <laughs> well, Colin, like I said, it, this is not all we've got to bring you today. This sure. is important. We actually sure. have more football to bring to you for the mm-hmm. first time in a great long time. Great it's long time, time to go around the horn with the SEC. We. Waffle House, our teams are pretty good. We even play some basketball when Jesus says we should. So pour a little bourbon and repeat right after me. We built a church for Saturdays and called it SEC. Jesus loves football. Oh, it's good to hear that music again, it Colin. Is. God, it feels like it's been forever. I was worried it wasn't going to happen at all, but yet here we are. And, of course, we couldn't go around the horn with the SEC without bringing in our good old friend, the Paul Feinbot. Nick Saban, Nick Saban. Thank you for joining us once again, Paul. Thank you, Mizzou Cast Podcast. So welcome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, thanks for uh, rebooting him, Colin. I yeah, mean, well, I know he'd been in the garage for yeah. an entire year once again. Yeah. Yes, sir. You ready to do this, Paul? Let's get started. All righty. We're going to go. We've got a slate of SEC football games. And, of course, being the COVID year that it is, it's all SEC. There's no uh, non-cons, no uh, bullshit cupcakes. First matchup of the day is an East-West matchup. I don't know if we're all doing this like we are. I guess they are. 
Uh, Florida, number five in the country to start the season. I don't know if that's the uh, accurate rating or not, but they think highly of Florida. Number five going to Oxford, Mississippi to play the Ole Miss Rebels. Colin, what are your thoughts about uh, number five Florida taking on Ole Miss? Does number five Florida include the Big Ten? You know what I mean? That's what I, I don't know. I mean, we're, I, I'm just, are they are number five now? Or are they... They, are they included in everybody? I just, I don't know, people are wildly optimistic about Florida. I mean, I, I do have confidence in Dan Mullen being a pretty good coach, and I don't have much confidence in Old Miss. So, I mean, do they do they win? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Are they number five in the country? I have no fucking clue. Probably not, is my guess. Well, there's also the uh, X factor of Lane Kiffin now at Old oh, Miss. That's, that's a true. new phenomenon. This will be Lane Kiffin's first go, and he also is getting a little trial by fire taking on Florida. No, right that's true. I t- well, you know, though, I will say this. Lane Kiffin has... Uh, if nothing else, knows how to coach offense. I don't know if he knows how to coach a football team. He hasn't really yet to prove to me that he's actually a good coach. He's a good offensive coach, and he does have the fastest human being on the planet playing quarterback. The guy I've often been impressed with, where the fuck his name is. Brendan, help me out. You're, old, uh, you're married to Miss Old Miss. That's right, yeah. Plumley. Plumley. Plumley, right? It's Plumley, yes. Plumley in the conservatory with the lead pipe. But, Colin, the, this may come as a surprise to you from what I hear from uh, my wife is that uh, they're not going to start Plumley? that they actually thought Matt Corral looked better under Lane Kiffin's new scheme. Yeah. I don't agree. <laughs> I don't disagree with you, Paul. I, I, I don't know. That, uh, that kid is uh, uh, electric, but uh, I don't know. You know maybe, I, what the fuck do I know? I don't watch a lot of old Miss football. I just know when I, I do. see him watch football, he seems very effective. Well, he, he is not a good passer. I have watched a lot of old Miss I just Miss feel football. like you could teach him that, though. I wish I wish you hoped you could. Yeah, I, I mean... We'll find out, I guess, what Lane Kiffin's got in store. And Matt Corral was just, I mean, the reason he got benched is just because their offense was a big turd under his mm-hmm. tutelage. Yeah, but, I mean, who knows? It's going to be a completely different scheme. We will find out. And I wouldn't be the least bit surprised if, if Matt Corral wasn't having much success against Florida if Plumlee came right back mm-hmm. out like they did last year. Not sure about that. Well, fuck you, Paul. Very contentious. Oh, so, right out of the gate. So, Colin, you think uh, Florida will win? You're going to make that your pick? Yep. Okay, Paul, what is your pick? Florida. And, of course, I think, obviously, Ole Miss will win the game. Yeah. I have no cause to say otherwise. Sure. Just other than me feeling that's the way it will happen. Yeah, you feel very feel strongly that mm-hmm. way, I'm sure. Sure, yeah. Okay, let's move on to our next game. Uh, number eight, Auburn, will be playing at home across the east against another ranked opponent, you may be surprised to hear this is a ranked opponent for them. Number 23, Kentucky. Number 23, Kentucky. Huh. Yeah, I'm going to take Auburn all day. If, if uh, Kentucky's number 23, I'm, a, I, I'm as handsome and tall and beautiful as Kirk Farmer. <laughs> Your cock's as hard as a guy from Kansas selling Chinese off-brand bone Dong pills. pills, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, I've got a big juicy hog, Yeah. if, if, if that's true. <laughs> Auburn is... What do you want? You want to guess the spread on this one, Colin? Uh, 16. 16, not too bad. It's uh, a little closer than you might think. Ten and a half. Mm-hmm. Auburn's favored yeah. at home. So I think that's, I mean, who knows, right? We don't know anything about these teams. I think, I mean, honestly, if I was going to bet, and I will. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you definitely will. <laughs> I think Auburn's going to be two touchdowns, especially at home. Two touchdowns better than Kentucky. Yeah, I take the, uh, that, that line's going to move just like Missouri's did, so take it now, Massadcast listeners. Yes, sir. So, all right, I'm definitely going to take Auburn for the win. Colin, what do you think? Yeah, Auburn all day long. And Paul? Minus the 10. Auburn. 
Yeah. Yeah, you're right about that, Paul. You know what, Brendan, this year, instead of just picking the games, we should also pick, should you bet it? And that, that is definitely a game you should bet. Mm-hmm. You're right about that. Thank mm. you, Paul. Yeah, take those ten and a half points. That's easy money. Mm-hmm. Could be eating our words early this season. I doubt it. All right, next up is uh, Mississippi State. This is not an uh, um, East-West matchup. I mean, most of these have been, but uh, Mississippi State is going to stay in the West to play at Death Valley against number six LSU. This should be an absolute bloodletting. Yeah, I, I mean, Mississippi State is not what they once were in the Dak Prescott days, and so... They were nothing before that, and they're going to be nothing after. I agree. I mean, we got to play Mississippi State, and I ain't scared. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, I'm not scared at all. <laughs> I think the LSU, even though they're obviously not the same team they were last year... They're just going to have five-star recruits everywhere. Yeah, and they, they... I mean, they are the reigning national champions. They, they lost their quarterback. They lost several players, but... They're playing Mississippi State. Yeah, that's right. And they're at home. Yep. Obviously, LSU's going to win that one. LSU. Paul knows his business. We do go back to cross-division rivalry now. Number four, Georgia, is going to be on the road in Fayetteville, Arkansas. Colin, you want to guess the uh, the line, LSU versus Mississippi State? 23. 23 is a good – I mean, we're 27 dog against mm-hmm. Alabama. Yeah. That's how much they think about Missouri. Mm-hmm. That's what they think about Alabama. Mississippi State versus LSU, you say 23. LSU is a 16-point favorite. Wow, that says a lot about how bad they think Mizzou is. <laughs> as much as it does say anything about either the two teams on the field, it says they don't think dick about Missouri. I'd probably take that, too. I know, though I don't feel as strongly as I do about uh, Kentucky-Auburn. All right, the next matchup we have is Georgia, number four in the country, going across to the Western Division to play Arkansas at Fayetteville. That is a that is a that is a prison rape. Is a, <laughs> I will say, as bad of a violent, matchup, awful. That's a that's an awful thing to do to someone. As bad as the Missouri Alabama matchup is, this Arkansas Georgia. I, I mean, I don't know about you, Colin, but I think that Georgia will beat. This is my prediction. Georgia will beat Arkansas worse than Alabama will beat Missouri. <laughs> All right, Paul. I don't, I don't easy, know about easy. that. But uh, what's the line on that one, Brennan? I'm curious. We'll take a stab at it. I'd like you to guess. I'm going to go again like I'm going to say tw- uh, 24. Not too shabby. 26 and a half. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, pretty close on that. Almost as insulting as Mizzou and Alabama, <laughs> but not quite. Not quite as insulting. So, obviously, we're going to all take Georgia on that one. Georgia. Yeah. Next up, we have uh, Vanderbilt will be on the road going to the West to play number 10, Texas A&M. And I'm going to tell you right now, Texas A&M does not deserve to be ranked number 10 in the country. And I don't care what you say. They overrank Texas A&M every fucking year and well, you, never live up to the If you listen to the Barrett Sallies of the world, Texas A&M is the team that's going to sneak up on some people this year. <laughs> yeah, they do say that, but they say a lot of things. Mm-hmm. You're right. Um, this one is going to be our worst line of the day. I will tell you right now. 31 points they favor AM over Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt's going to take a tub thumping. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. I wouldn't take that line. Texas, AM. We know. Paul, would you bet that one? Yes, sir. Okay, mm-hmm. you don't believe in Vanderbilt. You're right about that. Yeah. All right. Lastly, we have South Carolina playing at home in the East still against number 16 in the country, Colin, Tennessee Volunteers. Have they just as the, as the, the rest of the conferences just stopped playing football? I I haven't even looked at the top twenty five, but I have to think that they're not including the Big Ten. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Or, I, I don't know. I, I, Tennessee has convinced the sports media world that... Every year since inception. Now, one of these years, we're going to be proven wrong. And yeah, we're going to be, gonna be the wrong. They're going to be good. Egg on our face for yeah. saying that Tennessee is yeah. a piece of shit team and <laughs> yeah. they're garbage. Uh, but every year... But so far... Dirty, dirty, hot garbage. Hot, <laughs> hot garbage. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> but... Well, this is our eighth year doing it. So mm-hmm. far, yeah. every single year, we've been right. That's right. So we're going to continue to tell you that Tennessee is a fucking ranted cockburger. Mm-hmm. Until they're not a cockburger. Until they're not a burger made of human cocks. But to this point... It doesn't have to be human cocks, but it could be dog cocks and cat cocks and rhino cocks. I don't know. They do cut off rhino cocks for those pills that the guy sells in Kansas. Yeah, you know that's what how I mean? like, they're made they out of. It could be made of all cocks. It's a cock sandwich, though. That's the Tennessee program in a nutshell. A nutshell right. filled with cock sandwich. And until they're not, I'm going to keep saying that they are. He's been in rant mode You lately. better believe it when it comes to cock sandwiches in Tennessee. Yeah. Okay, well, there <laughs> we have it. So, uh, Tennessee versus... South Carolina, do you think that Tennessee, despite being a big bag of cocks, is good enough to sandwich. beat the South Carolina Gamecocks team? Probably, but only because South Car- I don't believe in South Carolina at all because they have one Will Muschamp as their head coach, and that is bound to fail at some point. Yeah. The, what, I, you He's ha- basically you the think this South is- Carolina version of fucking... Barry Odom. Do you think a bold prediction for 2020 is that Will Muschamp will be fired from South Carolina this No, year? because if you win more than four games at South Carolina, they fucking throw you a parade. So They're pretty it, mad at the guy last year. <laughs> I know, but sometimes it does feel like he was like, he's won the most games in his first three seasons as head coach since anybody since anybody. And it's like, yeah, but look what that that win total is. You mm-hmm. know, like you're leaving out some context there. Yeah. <laughs> like, Paul, do you think uh, Will Muschamp will be fired this year? I don't know. Well, you're really, really hot yeah, take. Well, yeah. Going on on a limb there. Analysis. Great job, Paul. <laughs> you need to have him reprogrammed. I don't know. I, I think. What's the line on that one? I bet it's close. I bet it's like six and a half. It's even closer than that. It's uh, three and a half. Mm. I don't know. I mean, it's South Carolina is at home. Although home field advantage doesn't mean what it used to, given yeah. the fact that uh, we're in this weird state of affairs. I wouldn't bet that one. I, I mean, you're talking about Tennessee, who could regularly gets beat by Appalachian State type yeah, teams or something. That's right. You know? They don't. They have a history of not starting high. <laughs> Yeah, so I wouldn't go on and on. I mean, like, I'm not believing they're in South Carolina, but they're probably better than whatever Division Two fucking letter school shit burger that they usually lose to once right. a season. Yeah, I, I think you're right about that. So so are you going to take South Carolina, or are you going to take Tennessee? I'm going to take South Carolina. Look at that. Bold move. Paul, what do you think? Tennessee. Yeah, he likes Tennessee. I think he usually likes Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Um, it's in his contract. All that Paul Feinbaum has ever wanted is Alabama to be number one in the West and Tennessee to be number one in the East. That's all he's ever wanted. And Tennessee continuously lets him down. I know, I know, Paul. But <laughs> it's not. They're it's not still, the pick. It's still. Uh, it's never happened for him. Not since we've been part of this this conference. No, not even close. But in that's fact, what all, all Paul's ever wanted. That's all he's ever asked for. I'll tell you what we have seen out of Tennessee since we've been doing this podcast mm-hmm. and, and Mizzou's been in the SEC. They've gone winless what, in the Paul, conference. Paul Feinbaum, his his dream is to be spit-roasted from both sides by Nick Saban and whatever Nick Tennessee Saban. coach can take them to the mountaintop. He wants to be spit-roasted, locked up from both sides like a pair of Chinese finger cuffs. That's the Paul Feinbaum dream, and I hope he reaches it. You're right about that. Actually, I don't, because that means Tennessee gets good. <laughs> That's right. I, uh, You know what? You've kind of convinced me, Colin. I hope they, that Mizzou dashes his spit-roasting dreams. Yeah, I sure do, too. I hope South Carolina's <laughs> spit-roast Tennessee because uh, I think you're right. They do come out of the gate slow, usually. So mm-hmm. let's go South Carolina. Yep. All right. 
And then, of course, that leaves us with Mizzou versus Alabama. Nick Saban. Nick Saban. <laughs> oh, Nick calm Saban. Down, calm down. Reboot. Oh, he's Alabama. smoking. Yeah. Um, Reboot. All right. Calm down, Paul. Easy, Paul. Yeah, so uh, Missouri's going to take on Alabama, and I think mm-hmm. no one in their right mind is – I mean, I don't care what – 21 and a half, I would have took that bet. Yeah, would you? I would have. I was going to – I literally – Brendan, I can show you the text message. I text messaged my bookie. Mm-hmm. I said, you got him at 21 and a half? Because if you do, I want it. And he's like, I'm seeing 28 and a half. And I was like, to yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, and your bookie, of course, is betonline.net. That is correct. Because that's who we used to bet. That's right. Who else would you use? No, they're the best. Paul, should I even bother asking you who you think is going to win this game? <laughs> Alabama. 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 All right. We, we get it. We get it, Paul. Nick Saban. We, we get it. We get it. We Nick get Saban. It. Oh, God. Nick Saban. That's yeah. right. I really haven't worked on him much since last season. I no. really, he hasn't even got his tune-up. I've been derelict in my duties. Good luck. But you, you, by you next week, mm-hmm. we'll have him up and going. By game day. You're an impressive computer programmer, Colin. <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to argue that. Your experience in robotics has frankly astounded me. But <laughs> when they, the SEC schedules Alabama to take on Mizzou mm-hmm. in week one, you yeah. can't expect a Paul Feinbaum not to overheat. The cooling system it would take to keep Paul calm and functioning is so large, he would now be too cumbersome to move around and bring here for the podcast. Mm. I mean, we so need- I just got to go with the standard cooling system and just deal with the issues that the Alabama-Mizzou matchup brings to the table. There's like superconductors and stuff involved. <laughs> it's just the technology alone yeah. is not there. It's not there. That's it. That's the sound that means we've gone around the horn successfully. And so I'm excited. I'm excited to have hung out with Paul Feinbot again. I'm excited for SEC football to be back. It feels like it has been forever since we had him. It feels like last season didn't happen because Mizzou was so bad and I was so checked out. Yeah. So it was... um, like I feel like it's been two years since I've been cared about Mizzou football, but at this moment I care, and I hope mm-hmm. I can continue to care. Mizzou, do you hear me? Please help me to care. Oh, I mean, if we can just hang in for a quarter, you know what I mean? Just show up and look like a football yeah. team that regularly plays football at a high level. Mm-hmm. I, we have a very low bar this year, and yep. I'll tell you what, guys, I hope you're excited for the show because we've got a lot coming at you in the middle of this week, we're going to bring you a show. We're going to bring you a show immediately following the game this evening. It's to six o'clock on Saturday night at Furrow Field. Football's back. Imagine we've uh, got. We're going to be drunk too, so mm-hmm. you know who knows how that show will go. And you know we'll take your calls. We've been doing that, mm, and that's something I've we haven't done in a long time. I miss the fans. Um, What's super super fan Phil been up to? You uh, know I don't I mean? know, but we can find out. I bet that guy's been watching wrestling. What do you bet? <laughs> do you think he'll use the F word? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I can't wait to find out. <laughs> but also, I, w- I am going to encourage you, if you have a band, if you make your own music, if you're a rapper, if whatever you do, if you are any sort of musician, uh, feel free to email us at mizodcast at gmail.com. We love playing your music and getting you some exposure, so do that. I'm Obviously, really follow us on for Twitter. Mm-hmm. We're at Mizodcast. We're on Instagram. We're not as busy as we should be, but we're going to try to resolve that, too. Yeah. So we got a lot going on this year. We're very excited, at least right now, about football. So uh, we're going to be coming at you soon hopefully we'll have some caleb the greek picks crossing our fingers on that front but until then m-i-z z-o-u prayers for gabe hashtag prayers for gabe (laughs) i've got a big juicy hog